Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. Hey everybody, this is Tara Lynn, and I am here with Ali Essig. She is a plant-based holistic nutritionist, and I have had the honor of knowing her for over 20 years. We went to high school together, and she is fabulous, and she has she's actually been a dear friend of mine for a long time, and I have looked up to her in so many ways. So, Ali, have can you tell us, first of all, just a little bit about yourself, how you got into this got to this place of this area of expertise and kind of just your your background. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Terlyn. It's so good to be here. And uh, for those who don't know me, I actually live in Washington, D.C. I moved out here for grad school. I got my master's in public administration and then worked on Capitol Hill for Congressman Chaffetz for three years as his communications director, had a baby or two, and then worked on um, campaigns afterwards. So I worked on Mia Love's campaign and was really into the political world, absolutely loved it. Then fast forward, had more children, (laughs) had a bigger family. My husband is an attorney out here and he um, works right by the White House. And we, you know, found ourselves with six kids, busy life, trying to do the best we could. I had just had twin boys. This is back in 2019. And at the time, um, you know, we were kind of just surviving as anyone would with twin newborns. Um, And my husband was only 37 years old. But I found myself where no one wants to see or no one wants to be. And I was rushing into the ER. And I remember distinctly one day opening the door to the ER back in October 2019 and looking over to see my 37-year-old husband slumped over in a wheelchair, looking like he had aged 50 years. And just that shock and that surprise, you know, but instantly, as soon as I saw him, I knew that he was suffering a stroke. Like, I just knew it deep inside. You could just see... Um, but it took a lot longer for the doctors to be able to confirm that. And we were in the hospital for hours before they finally were able to confirm that he had had a stroke and where it had hit, it had affected his vision. So he actually lost his vision for what ended up being five months. Um, and he had kind of double vision, couldn't see clearly, which made it difficult to drive, to work, to do all the normal things. Um, but we were in the hospital for three days and they ran so many tests to try and figure out why my young 37 year old husband who was seemingly healthy had a stroke and all the tests came back negative he had no hole in his heart he had no family history he had no heart arrhythmia i mean any of the tests that you do his um blood pressure and his cholesterol uh were elevated but not significantly so it was still kind of a surprise but at the end um, of our trip in the hospital they gave us a piece of paper that said okay From now on, you need to follow a heart healthy diet. Now, go back, you know, another eight years from then. And my um, father actually had passed away of his one and only heart attack. He was just 55 at the time. And I remember thinking so desperately that I had wished that he had just gotten a warning. I'd wish that, you know, couldn't he have just had one of those warning heart attacks that you hear everyone else have? And then he could have had a chance to change his diet. Um, But he didn't. 
it was his only heart attack and he passed away. So when my husband got his warning, we felt like, okay, we are going to do whatever possible in order to prevent this from happening again. So I dived deep into the research and really found some amazing truths, just some universal truths. Uh, I know there's a lot of diet fads and trends, but overall, a healthy diet, not only a heart healthy diet, but a lung healthy diet, an autoimmune healthy diet, a everything healthy diet is centered around whole plant foods. And that eating meat sparingly and eating more whole plant foods can help us to you know, prevent chronic disease in the long term, but also it can significantly improve our short-term health and help us have more energy, less cravings, you know, and better skin, nails, all of it. And so I just became incredibly passionate about this and wanted to shout this these truths from the rooftop so that I could help other people, you know, prevent these type of life altering events like we had. And so I you know, went back to school, became a plant based holistic nutritionist. And since then, I've been trying to, you know, spread the word about how amazing plants are. Mm, fabulous. Well, I am so excited about this because I feel like, I mean, on our podcast, we really focus on the only things we've ever really focused on with food is being mindful when we eat it and having a healthy relationship with it. And I feel like sometimes people get so caught up in what they're eating that they forget to have a healthy relationship. But the thing I love about the way I've heard you talk about food, Ali, is that we're talking about this from a place of not just like, here's what you eat and here's what you don't eat. Bad, good, strict, like here's this box. Because I know a lot of people who end up with disordered eating going down. Mm -hmm. If you just talk about good, bad results, that's it. But the thing I love about what you're talking about here is you're, you're, underlying motive is to live our lives in the most healthy way possible. Not only keeping our loved ones with us, like your husband and your experience with your dad, which I'm so sorry. That was, I remember when that happened, that was so sad that, I mean, you have this beautiful, you did have a warning sign with your husband, mm -hmm. a warning event. So to me, not only with our loved ones, but also I love that you mentioned that in ourselves, when we are feeding ourselves from a place of love and care, it's easy to make these kind of decisions because we are just trying to take care of ourselves, not from like a, oh, I need to look this certain way or I, people say this is bad, so that's why I'm not doing it. It's really from a place of what can, how can we feed and nourish ourselves, our bodies, which leads to, which is connected to our minds and our spirits from a place of love. So I love it that what I, I something I just, I love about all of your tips is that they just, First of all, they make me feel like it's doable. And second of all, it's always from a place of how can I just care for myself a little bit better? Mm -hmm. So can you tell us just, I'm kind of hoping our, I want our listeners here to feel how I feel when I hear you talk about, <laughs> tell us, tell us all the inspiring foods, not all of them, because that's impossible. Right. Uh, what are your favorite inspiring foods? Like give us some fuel for like, how can we incorporate? Because I mean, most of us, well, actually- a large portion of our listeners have children, and then there's also a large portion who don't. But whether we're feeding ourselves or our families, mm -hmm. what are some foods that we can incorporate in a loving way into our diet that's really going to help us feel good, help us live right. longer, help us live a more healthy life, and how to do that? Because you have six kids, so I'm loving that you you know <laughs> what this is like to do with children. Right. Well, if I can do it, anyone can do it. In fact, I love when we decided to eat more whole plant foods. My husband was like, 
I could never live without cheese. And surprisingly, the more we add in, the less we think about what we're taking away, right? Mm -hmm. That that's the key. It's focusing more on adding in more foods and don't even worry about taking anything away at all. And I I like it. (laughs) <laughs> right, right. And like, scarcity, yeah. Yes, abundance mindset over scarcity mindset. And I love what you said too. There is no such thing as good and bad foods. Um, there's more nutritious foods that can help promote long-term health, right? Um, and then there's some fun foods, but your worth does not depend on what you choose to eat. Like that has nothing mm. to do with your worth. But we do want to feed our body well, just like a mother is willing to wake up in the middle of the night to feed her newborn. She does it out of love. She truly loves that child. And we need to do the same thing and feed our bodies what we need to out of love. And sometimes it's a little bit of a sacrifice, like that mom waking up in the middle of the night. And Mm. eating vegetables sometimes can be a little bit of a sacrifice. (laughs) You know, they may not be the first foods that you initially crave and want to go after. Um, And they could be less fun. I love that you say that. We've talked about this before of, you know, in intuitive eating the book, they talk about You can call it play food or fun food, but never bad food. Like I don't say this is bad to my children, but I do say, yeah, this is totally a fun food. Like we're eating it for the fun of it. And it is not the same thing as healthy, something that's actually like truly, truly nutritious for you. So I'm glad that you pointed that out. Sometimes sometimes veggies aren't as fun and sometimes they do require a little bit of sacrifice, but what a good metaphor to mothers waking (laughs) up in the night. I love that. I'm I'm feeling that. feeling you, Allie. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, and then it's like, because there's so many diet trends, how do you know which foods are the most nutritious? And so if you were to take all the diets together and and really analyze them and compare them, what do they all have in common? What do every, almost every single one of them support that we should be eating more vegetables. Like none of them disagree, you know, we all, so that should be our foundation. And just like if you are, you know, very spiritual and you, you take the time to be eating or sorry, to be praying every morning or meditating every morning, that's the first thing you do. It's the same thing with our diet. If we're trying to really feed our body nutrient dense foods, we should be thinking first about vegetables, trying to put those in our body first thing. Um, But I love, Dan Buhner has a book called The Blue Zones. And it basically, he went around the entire world and he tried to find the people who lived the longest out of every, you know, all these places in the world, who lives the longest and what do they eat? How do they live? Um, And he circled them with little blue circles on the map and found that there were certain spots throughout the world and they all shared a lot of commonalities. And one of which was that they, instead of eating protein, meat protein, that they ate beans. Now beans are one of the most amazing foods. They actually um, can add an extra four years to your life if you're consuming beans every day. (laughs) They are packed full of not only protein, but also fiber and fiber can help reduce your risk of all these chronic diseases. So it does so much not only to give you the protein you need short term, but to prevent you know, any long-term chronic disease. And so beans are, was the simplest thing that I just started adding more beans into our diet, adding beans that my kids liked. And for a lot of people, beans may cause a lot of gas and bloating. So I say, start small, you know, even if beans cause gas and bloating, I bet four or five little beans don't, (laughs) you know, so just train your gut to add just a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more, add it with whatever you're eating. I like to add it on salads, um, but I try to at least have a serving of beans every day. Um, mm. And then my kids get used to it. You just, you know, start adding a little bit at a time. Mm. And what kind of beans? So let's say a person listening is like, I don't eat beans very often. <laughs> what's, 
What's your favorite way to start? First of all, what kind of beans? What's you know your favorite kind of beans and your favorite way to just daily incorporate it? And do you do canned or do you do the soaking? Because soaking right. through the whatever, it's intimidating to me, like to mm-hmm. soak them through the night. But then I also look at can of beans and I think, is that is that healthy? Yeah. I don't know. Totally. So I use all of the above. So canned beans, as long as you rinse them really well, they're fine. You don't have to worry about the sodium and they're, they're just as healthy and nutrient dense. I love lentils. I feel like lentils is, are, they're a powerhouse. In fact, they've done studies that it's called the lentil effect, that if you eat lentils, it can not only help your blood sugar right then, but for the next 24 hours, it, you know, after eating them, it can help stabilize your blood sugar levels. And so lentils are just small. You can just boil them like you do rice. You can add them and you can mix them in with your rice. You can mix them into just sprinkle them on top of salads. Um, I put them in gravy a lot. So if I'm making gravy, I just add some lentils in there. Uh, but lentils are, are they like chunky in your gravy, like little pieces. Little, I mean a little bit. So if you buy red lentils, they smush really easily. Like I add red lentils to a lot of red pastas. Um, and then the green lentils I use in place of ground beef for a lot of recipes. Um, but you can mix it in with ground beef or, uh, you know, mix it into to something else, but lentils are fantastic. Chickpeas. I use a lot instead of chicken and a lot of the recipes I already cook. So that was the biggest thing is I didn't want to have to learn this huge new repertoire of meals. And so I cooked the meals I'm already cooking, but just swapped out the beans for the meat or the beans for half of the meat so that Mm. I could add more fiber because fiber only, only 5% of Americans are eating enough fiber yet 97% of Americans are over consuming protein. So Mm. we really need to be eating more fiber because fiber isn't just it doesn't do nothing. It's not just poop, right? (laughs) Like it it actually can do amazing things because when your microbiome eats that fiber, it produces what's called short chain fatty acids. And those go throughout your entire body and help prevent cancer. They help prevent diabetes. They help prevent Alzheimer's disease. They help prevent, you know, a heart disease. It's amazing what fiber can do for your body. And so if we, but we are easily nutrient deficient because we need to be eating more whole plant foods. Mm. Um, And which another thing is whole grains too. A lot of us are afraid of carbs, but in reality, whole grains are packed with nutrients. In fact, if we all ate just our, you know, required amount of whole grains every day, and those again are not the refined white, you know, grains, but whole grains, it could reduce our risk of heart disease by 30%. Whole grains are so powerful. And isn't a heart disease, uh, I don't want to be missing this because this is not my area of expertise, but isn't it the first, isn't it the first killer the in the United States? cause of death. Yeah. More than anything else. Number wow. one is heart disease. Number two is cancer. So it's, it's amazing what, you know, whole grains can do. And on the same thing, um, greens, leafy greens are also incredibly powerful to help prevent heart disease and cancer. Because when you eat whole grains, it's, I want you to right now, imagine like you're driving on the freeway and you're stuck in traffic. You know, it's just really hard to go very fast. But when you eat whole grains, so that's kind of sometimes what our arteries are like. It's just they're slow, they're sluggish. When you eat whole grains, it produces what's called nitric oxide in your gut. And nitric oxide, it basically tells your arteries to open sesame. So it's like adding another lane on that freeway. And then all of a sudden, everything can just go so much faster and smoother. And that's Mm -hmm. what happens inside our body 
when we eat whole grains. Mm. And it's not only good for heart prevention of heart disease, but cancer because they're packed of antioxidants. And when we're eating a lot of sugar and other things, while it's so fun sometimes, um, our body needs to take antioxidants to reduce that oxidative stress when we're mm. over consuming more of those fun foods. Uh, and so it doesn't have the chance to then fight the cancer that may be growing because it's just, it's doing, you know, whatever's the, the, the nearest mm. thing that it can, can, can improve. So if we're eating more greens, it can reduce our cancer rate. But also Chicago's Rush University Medical Center estimated that people who consume about 1.3 servings of leafy green vegetables per day had brains that were about 11 years younger compared with those who consumed fewer servings of leafy greens daily. So it just the power of whole foods is incredible. Like it, it can do so much. Did you say 1.3 servings? <laughs> Yes, 1.3. <laughs> oh, tell me, because that's not even more than, I mean, that's not even, that's right. less than two servings. Right. So can you, is that like a handful of salad? Like what it's is that? About two handfuls, because really it's about a half a cup. If you boil it down, it's about a half a cup cooked. So, you know, that's, that's about one serving. So it's kind of about wow. two thirds. Yeah. So a salad, like a good, good, well thought out salad, you're mm -hmm. saying can make my brain 11 years younger if I mm -hmm. eat that right. consistently. Right. Wow. Loving right. it. Okay. Can we circle back real quick to whole yeah. grains? Can right. you give us, because it is challenging, I feel like in this world of information, because there are so many fad things like it's mm -hmm. with diets. It's like, so I don't even know. I think there are a lot of people out there who are like, so wait, so are grains good? Are grains bad? I don't know. Because mm -hmm. you hear all sorts of things. So can you give us an, so I, I just feel like grains are like on the attack right now. People are attacking. <laughs> right. So can you give us an example? Kind of like you did with beans. What is an example of a really useful whole grain and how do you use it every day? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so I think when you think of whole grains, everyone thinks of bread. And while bread is a great source when it's in, you know, its wholest form where it's whole grain bread, it's still very processed. So we want to choose grains that are not as processed. So I, for example, love oatmeal. I eat oatmeal every morning. And mm -hmm. if, so there's an app called um, Chronometer that you can use not just to track your macro, macros, but to track your micronutrients. And I think it's kind of fun to notice um, if you don't eat whole grains versus if you do eat whole grains, how much easier it is to get your micronutrient needs like your iron, you know, and all these other things by just oatmeal. Like you would be shocked at how many, um, it, you know, incredible vitamins and minerals there are in, in things like that. I also love quinoa, uh, brown rice. I mean, I'm constantly cycling through. Buckwheat is something I've learned to love recently. <laughs> you can get it on Amazon. You can mix it in. Sometimes instead of just regular rice, I'll add in half quinoa, some buckwheat, some lentils, you know, just so it's more nutrient dense as your mm. like rice base in your foods. Mm. So do you, so you're not necessarily tucking in your family, like you're not eating lots of bread. It's you're adding grains yes, just in their form to whatever you're eating. Right. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Right. And then is there a specific kind of bread that you do like that, like a brand of bread that you're like, Ooh, this one's a good one. So I love um, any 100% whole wheat bread. Um, and I actually really enjoy the Yuka app, Y-U-K-A. Whenever I go to the store, because every store is different, and I can just scan different breads, and it will give me a score on the bread that has the highest amount of fiber for the least amount of sugar. Because I don't want to, have to do the math or like stress or think about it. And so it's kind of fun to just go through and use that app throughout the store. Um, but, but also, I feel like since I'm not eating as much meat, how I've shifted my plate is I think of, again, a grain, a bean and a green, you know, that's how I kind of formulate my meals. What, what, what green can I use? What bean and what grain? And they're called grain bowls. So if you ever wanted to just 
Google a grain bowl or a Buddha bowl. Those are also really great meal ideas. Um, and again, because your base, what's going to fill you up is that starch. You do need foods. If you're not eating a lot of meat, you, you need foods that will keep you full. And that's where the whole grains come in. Oh, I like it. And wheat, you do approve of wheat in general? Because I feel like if right. know, a lot of people out there do not like wheat. <laughs> here's my, here's the thing. Um, for a lot of people, it, if it's not wheat, that's fine, but you have to replace it with another whole grain. Um, a lot of people are avoiding gluten and then they're avoiding all carbs in general. And you're missing out on your, the benefits that your microbiome can have by all of that fiber from that particular plant, like different microbes in your gut, like different plants. Um, some love whole grains, some love leafy greens, some love beans. And so if you are not feeding your body whole grains, then there's a center of your gut that is not getting nourished, that is not getting what it needs. Um, Mm. So a lot of people can have gut issues, even if they think they're doing good to avoid grains because they feel like, you know, avoid avoiding gluten or glyphosate is good. While it, you know, if you would like to eat organic, that's fine. But in general, the benefits outweigh the consequences. If you're, if you're not eating those whole grains, again, you're increasing your risk of heart disease. We're we're not thinking long-term here. And so whatever whole grains your body can, can digest, um, start there and then start to add in more variety and diversity. Hmm, I like that. Do you cook a lot of those ones that you mentioned? I mean, say quinoa, do you cook it ahead of time? So you just have a bunch in your fridge and you can just scoop out into a salad. Right. Cause that seems like a pain to me to have to be like cooking mm-hmm. all these things for every meal. So do you do it in like I'm going to cook a bunch of this and then I just scoop it. How do you do that? Yes. I love to, I just cook it in my Instapot. Um, I'll even just think, I don't even know what I'm going to make for dinner, but I'll just cook rice, brown rice, for example. But even if you don't like brown rice, here's something really cool. A really cool trick is um, white rice is devoid of its fiber because you take out the, 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 the germ and you take out, you know, the vitamins, the bran, um, the fiber. So you, you're missing out on that. However, when you cook a starch and then you cool it down and then you cook it up again, it increases its resistant starch, which is which is another benefit to your microbiome. Your microbiome doesn't just love fiber. It loves resistant starch. So potatoes, for example, if you cook potatoes, cool the potatoes, reheat the potatoes, cool the potatoes, reheat the potatoes, the more and more resistant starch is formed and the more your gut is just having a party because it loves resistant starch. <laughs> so yeah, what? it's I know, right? <laughs> That's fabulous. I love that, that I reheat my mashed potatoes four times. That's great. <laughs> it's great. It's I never great. thought there was a benefit to this, but this is I, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay, fabulous. And potatoes, this is going to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about here, but potatoes are just considered a vegetable, not a green. They yeah. are a vegetable, but they're high, they're starchy vegetable. So there's non-starch, like lower starchy vegetables and high starchy vegetables. And potatoes get a really bad rap because they do spike your blood sugar. And that's why eating in a food sequence is very beneficial, like eating non-starchy vegetables first, then that's going to blunt your blood sugar spike. So you shouldn't avoid potatoes. In fact, you could survive alone off of potatoes. If you ate potatoes and nothing else, you get all of the protein your body needs, all the vitamins and nutrients. I mean, you could survive alone off of it. They're incredible. Um, But for some people, they avoid it because of those blood sugar spikes. And so I say, instead of avoiding it, you should just eat your vegetables first, and then you're getting all the benefits. And again, Potatoes, they, they did a whole um, satiety index where they put all the foods on this satiety index to see which foods h- helped you feel the most full for the longest amount of time. And potatoes came out number one. They wow. were the most satiating foods out of everything that they had measured. And that was including meat and cheese and, you know, all these other things. But potatoes were number one. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 
That that makes sense to me. I can feel I can feel the feeling of when I'm full of potatoes. <laughs> oh wow, that's amazing. I love I love that. I love 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 that. Okay, that makes I feel really satisfied. No pun intended there about how to incorporate more whole grains, and I love that about potatoes. So can we can you give us some? Then you talked about greens. I'm assuming are we talking about cruciferous vegetables here? Tell us kind of tell us about greens. Tell us about cruciferous, and tell us how. Maybe give us a couple gems of those and how to bring them into our meals. Perfect. So greens, greens are incredible no matter, even if you're just eating a green cucumber, it's also really good for you. But greens in general, where whether it's the leafy greens or even the cruciferous vegetables like broccoli or bok choy, they all are incredibly beneficial. Cruciferous vegetables are a different category though, because they are known as the cancer crushers. Like they fight cancer better than anything else. And I like to tell my kids like, yes, eat your broccoli because you're building up your cancer fighting army inside your body mm. as you're eating these cruciferous vegetables. But unfortunately, they come with a negative side effect. And that is that eating too much of them can cause more gas and bloating, kind of similar to beans. Like these Mm. foods that are incredibly nutrient dense tend to cause more gas and bloating. So only, you know, you only need a serving. um, And that's why I say mix up your greens because you really only need a serving. And there's others that aren't as bad. So like broccoli and cauliflower may cause more gas and bloating, but something like bok choy, which is also a cruciferous vegetable, um, which is usually used in Asian dishes, but I like to use it just like I use celery, you know, put peanut butter on it or put um, hummus with it and dip it, you know, and it's incredibly beneficial because it also contains calcium. It's a really great source of calcium. So there, I just say, try a new plant every week. Like think about what can you add in? What can you try new? You know, have you tried a parsnip before? Have you tried a rutabaga? Have you tried, you know, there's so many plants um, that we don't even think about or try. And they all have different benefits for different parts of your body. Hmm. Oh my goodness. This is inspiring me. So I am going to, from this conversation, I am taking that I'm going to start doing lentils. I don't think I've ever cooked lentils in my entire life. <laughs> But I love when I actually love at restaurants and stuff when I get stuff with lentils, I like the texture. So lentils and whole grains specifically, I think I'm going to start doing like a big thing of quinoa because I actually also love quinoa and just tossing it into my salads and stuff. I I think that's going to be my second like easy addition. And then I'm sold also now. I don't think I've ever bought bok choy. (laughs) (laughs) And I've eaten it a lot. Again, like I've eaten bok choy in Asian dishes. But I've never thought of just eating it with, did you say with peanut butter? Yeah, like you would say? yeah peanut butter, hummus, celery. It's pretty, it's a neutral, pretty neutral flavor, but mm. it has kind of that celery base. And so you can, uh-huh. it, unlike other leafy greens where they're just, it's more like lettuce, bok choy has more of yeah. a better base that you could snack on. Oh, I love that. I love that. And also, um, I really like the idea of putting in chickpeas. I like how you said not and so say you don't want to take out the chicken but you just do half chicken and half chickpeas that's a great combination it's delicious so i really love i think that's i think those specific tips are super concrete super easy to incorporate and i love it that we're just talking about adding more of this good the good stuff in and that's what i found honestly isn't this this applies to every area of our life as we put in positive things the stuff that's not serving us, there's just less room for it. And it also becomes less appetizing. I found that in my spirituality. I found that in my emotional health. I found that also with food, right? The more I eat the things or pull into my spirit or my or my mental health, mm-hmm. those good things, things that are not as good for me actually lose their savor. Like they're not, I, I, my taste for them decreases, right? I mean, yes. 
interesting, <laughs> you know, like I, mm-hmm. and so I think it's beautiful because there's really no separating that we are whole people mm-hmm. who I think sometimes we think we can just live a wholehearted life and just focus on our mental health and that's it. Or, you know, just our spirituality and that, that will be it, but we're a whole person. And so I love that. I think this conversation about taking care of our bodies is part of being a wholehearted, living wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. So these, these specific tips, like I'm actually pumped. Like I'm so excited to go <laughs> to my next grocery shop and get some new things. So Allie, first of all, thank you for sharing your amazing knowledge with us. Is there anything before we move on to our next thing? Is there anything else you want to add that like, oh my gosh, there's this one food, this other idea or anything about right. that kind of right. stuff you want to add? So there's a, yes. Um, one of the biggest things I preach is called, it's called food sequencing. So I know you, you've heard right now, there's a lot of people talking about your, you know, a lot of people are wearing those glucose monitors. They kind of want to know like what, how your body reacts to different foods. And while we often think of just the short term, cause we're just, we're only looking at that small period of time where if you eat white bread, for example, is going to spike your blood sugar significantly. Um, so instead you would be eating, you know, some people would preach, just eat sausage and eggs, you know, instead of cereal for breakfast. But unfortunately, if you, that helps out the short term, but not necessarily in the long term, it can put you at a greater risk for heart disease and cancer and all those things. So how do you get the short-term benefits of managing your blood sugar levels and the long-term benefits of preventing disease? And that is called food sequencing. And when you eat your vegetables first before every snack and every meal. So try it to be vegetables, not just fruit, but grab a handful of green beans before breakfast, or you know, even grab some carrots before lunch, grab some cucumbers before dinner. And that is on top of the meal you're normally already planning. It's really easy sometimes, I, I say just pregame on vegetables. Like while you're cooking dinner, cut up a bunch of veggies, have them on the counter, let everyone snack on them. We're all starving anyway, right? So let everyone snack on the veggies while you're cooking dinner. And that will help not only blunt your blood sugar spikes, but it helps reduce fatigue. It helps reduce cravings for sugar later on. It helps, you know, improve your skin, your gut, your hair, your nails, everything. And so again, like I was saying at the beginning, if you really value something, you're going to put that first in your life. You know, spiritually, Mm. physically, you're going to work out first thing in the morning. Most people, um, they make it a priority. And so Mm. if you are valuing your health, you should be eating vegetables first, if you can, before every snack and meal. And that mm. has been, I would say, is the the very first step that I tell people to do is just, okay, let's start adding that in and then we'll go to step two. You know, mm. so that's the foundation. I love that. I feel like that's the answer to, I mean, because yeah, I've of course heard about blood sugar and insulin and all that kind of stuff. And so I think me included, I thought, does that just mean you just start out with protein? Yeah, eggs, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're saying you're blowing my mind here. You're saying that literally just by adding vegetables before my regular meals, I'm getting the short-term and the long-term benefits. Right. Right. It's going <laughs> to manage your levels. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can, so can you give me some more examples? Carrots, you said, celery, <laughs> green beans. I mean, I know it can be any vegetables. I'm just trying to think like what are practical things that I could just have in my fridge that I can just put out on my table. Cause mm-hmm. I have, I had a friend once, this is a great tip just before dinner, I'll just put out vegetables on my table because mm-hmm. my kids are always so hungry before dinner. Yeah. They want to get out like toast. And I'm like, guys, I'm making food right now. Right. So here's some, and it's just carrots and celery. Seriously. Like I don't mm-hmm. get any creative. It's just, that's it. Yeah. Um. So that, and it's no work for me. It's just there. And I do find right. sometimes they are hungry enough that they do start munching on the carrots and celery. Yep. But can you give me a couple more examples of like just some easy ones that you I grab could have? 
a lot of people say like, I don't have time to cook, like to even cut. Like I hate cutting all the vegetables. Yeah, I want to add more vegetables. I hate cutting. So it's like, okay, then grab the bell peppers that are the mini ones that you can literally just grab out of the fridge. Grab a mini cucumber that you can just grab out of the fridge and snack on. Grab whatever is something that is the simplest for you. That's why I like green beans and carrots and those bell peppers. Those are kind of my base, my foundation. If I, if I do want to go out, I could cut up some broccoli or I could cut up anything, but any, anything that's green, like even canned artichoke works. Um, anything that's a vegetable in any form is fantastic. If you can't do a vegetable, then the next best thing would be beans because beans technically are vegetables too. So they fall in the legume category and the vegetable category. They're, they're the one things that are amazing. They can in both. So those help to, again, manage those blood sugar levels too. Can you give some examples of legumes in case people are wondering? Uh, yeah, legumes. So legumes are actually like peas. Uh, peas Peas have a lot of protein, if you didn't know. But peas, uh, all those beans like chickpeas, uh, you know, kidney beans, black beans, uh, navy beans, any any of those beans that we, we typically think of. Um, mm, but also okay. some nuts are considered like peanuts are considered legumes as well. Okay. And green beans are just vegetables. Right. Yeah. The, again, they fit in both categories. Oh, they go both <laughs> so yeah, too? The, the legumes, a lot of legumes are also vegetables. Green beans are legumes? Did you just say that? Did I miss that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Green beans are legumes? Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Okay. Yeah. I did know that, but then, but then for some reason I think I misunderstood, but just, okay. I love it. <laughs> you eat green beans raw? Like you just yep. pop them in your mouth? And then, so I buy a bag, I eat them raw. When they start to get kind of gross, I, I cook them. Um, and then I'll, and then I'll just have them in the fridge cooked. So it's, that's, I'm trying to become the queen of not wasting any produce. And so once it's starting to go bad, I just cook it. And then, you know, what, maybe my kids didn't eat it in the regular form, but once it's cooked, then they're more likely to eat it. So it's, you know, before it goes bad, just cook it. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. This is my mind. Seriously here, Holly. Like I'm so, I consider myself, I don't know, like we eat a lot of whole foods at our house and I think we have a healthy relationship with food, but I'm feeling like I'm leaving here with a lot of things I'm really excited about in ways just I can nourish my family better. Can you, um, so, and this might just go along with what you said, but what is a game changing habit that you have that helps you find the magic every day in your life? Right. So blueberries, um, that blue color is actually really, really good for your brain. So if you're about to take a big test, then what you should do is eat a huge bowl of blueberries and it will help your brain function more clearly. Anything blue, again, like even like that purpley cabbage, purple or blue is good for your brain or grapes are good for your brain. Uh, But one habit, the very first habit I ever did before anything else, and this was even before my husband's stroke, but where I saw a noticeable difference in my life was I just added blueberries to my breakfast. At the time it was cereal. Now it's oatmeal, but I just added a handful of blueberries and that one act helped pre- like reduce my colds by half. Like I have half as many colds <laughs> and I actually hated the taste of blueberries. Um, and so I would eat them frozen. I was okay with the taste of them frozen. And so experiment with different foods, whether it's frozen or fresh or cooked, because they all have different flavors. And I became to realize I hate the flavor of fake blueberries, <laughs> like of mm. like the muffins with the fake flavor, you know. And so you may not like a certain version, but you could like others. And blueberries are incredibly nutrient dense and powerful. And they have made the one food that I just say, like, I have half as many colds as I used to have. I rarely, rarely get sick as it is now. But adding those one foods immediately made a difference in my morning, in my day. And, and I know because I've done genetic testing that I'm at higher risk for Alzheimer's. And so eating berries every day will help reduce my risk of Alzheimer's down the road. Oh my gosh. I am <laughs> loving this. I used to not like blueberries either. And 
But I just told myself over and over, like, you know what? These are great for me. Mm-hmm. And now I actually legitimately love them. And I have found, I'm, I just want to say an amen in case any of you have not tried blueberries and oatmeal in the wintertime. And I, we actually have a, my recipe on our website. Like it's, I like mine so stuffed with blueberries. I mean, I want it to be like, it's almost like blueberries with sauce. Like the oatmeal is the sauce. I mean, it's yeah. so good. To me. It makes me wonder how I never didn't love blueberries. It's crazy. Right. Right. But I just want to say amen to that one. Okay. Well, Allie, oh my gosh, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited about all of this. And for me, I tend, my nature is I like to get cerebral. Like I like to do my mind stuff and I'm feeding my spirit and I'm feeding, you know, I'm making sure I'm reading every day and I'm doing my miracle mornings in the morning. And all, my body is also very important to me. But for me, I think it sometimes I, it's not that I forget about it, but I don't take the time to get myself as excited about nourishing my body as I am right this moment. So thank you. I feel like you're kind of filling in a, a place for me that is really useful. So thank you. Yeah. I hope for our listeners who also are drawn towards things like self-improvement and stuff, you might find yourself in the same situation. And hopefully that this helps just add nourishment to another aspect of our lives that is super important. Our bodies are incredibly important. I mean, they're literally our conduit for experiencing this life, right? right? Mm-hmm. So thank you for giving us so many good tools. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. Okay. Okay, everybody, let's find the magic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Chamonix skincare products. Does anybody else have the struggle of finding a skincare company that they believe in and that they trust their ingredient list, but also still get good results for their skin? I have totally had this experience and this challenge. And lately I have been using Chamonix products and they are absolutely wonderful. My skin has a tendency to break out, and so my favorite two products right now are their Ultra Retinol for sensitive skin, which has hyaluronic acid in it, and then also I love finishing it up with their Genucel Plant Stem Therapy Anti-Wrinkle Treatment, which is just this really creamy moisturizer I put on over the top, and it is fabulous. So if you want to check out their skincare, I would highly recommend them. You can go to betterskintoday.com and they have a fabulous money back guarantee. So again, that's betterskintoday.com, B-E-T-T-E-R-S-K-I-N-T-O-D-A-Y.com and give them a try. We are so excited to bring you this week's sponsor, Organifi. I have been using Organifi's products for some time now. I love them because they are plant-based supplements that help you get that little extra boost of nutrition when you have a day that you are missing these minerals and vitamins and whole food um, additives in your diet. Right now, I am loving mixing their Glow, which is a raspberry lemonade flavored drink that helps you get that collagen and all of the yummy things that your skin needs. I do half of the glow and half of their red juice, which is a 
energy boosting super juice. And it sort of has this hibiscus, raspberry lemonade flavor. I do it iced and it is just so yummy in the middle of the afternoon in the summer. So we're excited to give you 20% off. If you head on over to Organifi.com backslash find the magic, you will get 20% off your order auto applied at checkout. So that is Organifi.com backslash find the magic for 20% off your entire order. You can find more from Allie at her website, which is plantwise.com. That's P-L-A-N-T-W-Y-S.com. And you can also find her on Instagram at plantwise with the same spelling. At her website, she offers a fabulous mini course that's generally $37, but our listeners can get 20% off if you type in the code EAT for longevity, one word, EAT for longevity, E A T. F-O-R-L-O-N-G-E-V-I-T-Y. Me, 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 me. Brown cows.